0: hey guys we are back we are at our we're after today we'll have we'll be halfway right because today's tradition six right that's what we're doing yep yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) 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 yeah we're doing tradition six and so as always i have megan and alice and so i'll go ahead and read tradition six i always forget to do that an AAOA Al Anon group, although Al is a little different, so I'll just read the original. An AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. So that's the tradition that we're focused on tonight, but first. We got to do our thumbs up, thumbs down, Siskel and Ebert speaker talk amid Megan. Megan like, thumb.
1: Eh, <laughs> half a thumb.
0: It's half a thumb.
1: I liked the speaker and his humility uh, about this tradition. I thought he was likable, but then at one point he just starts reading the tradition and I actually stopped listening at that point because I was like well I already read this um I agree I I
0: Um, remember this speaker I forgot about that but yeah
2: yeah Alice um well I was actually glad he read it because I hadn't done the reading yet so when I read it I was like oh that's what he's talking about um but yeah he kind of um I liked his take on the whole um singleness of purpose. And, you know, toward the end, he got really, really um, passionate about, you know, we're here to stay sober and to help someone else get better, period. Right. right. And so I, I really like that. His passion came through that, because it's the same for me, I need O A to be here, not just for the person who hasn't found it, but for my own right. sanity.
0: So, right. And not to, be, not to water down. And also, I'm going to, we're going to mark this um, because I just learned that uh, AA is in the process of developing a fifth edition.
1: Really? Uh, of the 12 and
2: 12. The big There's book. yeah.
0: Oh, the big book. Okay. Yeah, we all have the fourth oh. edition. I remember right. when the third went to the fourth, there was a big deal because everyone had um tattooed 449 on their arm except yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> and page 417 uh, but anyway so yeah I was like well yeah every 20 years so I'm, I'm aging the podcast uh but anyway so uh let's you know Megan you want to kind of start on your however you want to
1: start sure I like this tradition because it keeps it simple and I like how the speaker was talking about this is the tradition of no endorsement that we just have no endorsement for outside issues Um, and yeah the singleness of purpose and I thought it was again, we can get into it, but like how, um, the AA literature talks about it versus the OA literature versus Al-Anon and just the sort of difference in the situations that the programs find themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, the evolution, that's what I really like about how we're doing this sort of comparative AA and then Al-Anon and then OA because they developed at different times i think we lost alice are you
2: there i'm here my camera's just okay
0: well we won't worry about your camera. all right good otherwise i'll
2: spend the whole time trying to turn it on again
0: yeah no no worries um yeah so aa definitely um is you know the examples that they use it's interesting that they're like oh we can you know This I'm surprised they didn't mention the Washingtonians in this one, because of the way that they talked about, like, you know, we could throw the whole weight of AA behind any meritorious cause, you know what I mean, like, or meritorious cause, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, we can, and even they quote, like, we can make laborers and capitalists love each other you know, <laughs> because again in the 30s like the labor movement was huge you know there was a fear of communism and stuff like that so it's like you know again it yeah
1: made- kind of the the boundless idealism and that yeah. like the principles of aa could be used for yeah every problem ever yeah maybe it
2: can't that it it could it can make politicians honest or something like that yeah
0: Yeah. exactly and that's why i'm surprised they didn't bring up maybe you know it's been a while since we've done them but maybe they've already mentioned the washingtonians but that's exactly why the washingtonians died is because they were successful at sobriety, they had, I think at one point had 150,000 members, which in 1860 or whatever it was, it was when Abraham Lincoln was around, you know, and then they were like, you know, the Washingtonians were like, hey, we need, look what we can do, you know what I mean? So now let's go after slavery, because that was the hot topic. And within a matter of minutes, not minutes, but <laughs> yeah. you know. Then we did reference this in one of the earlier traditions around, like, some of the speakers for the Washingtonians were fighting for like privilege to speak or
1: popularity or something. So, you know, is the Washingtonians actually mentioned in the twelve and twelve at all? Because I don't think it is. I think it's an outside i, thought,
2: I they, they mentioned the oxford group but not
1: oh uh, okay yeah. yeah the oxford group but the
0: Washingtonians, well there's some i know they exist and i know that yeah the why i know they exist is because um bill w mentioned it somewhere so mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think it's inferred right um that yeah the, this is what we have learned and other groups have, have taught us uh over the years
0: yeah well also i think yeah i think in one of them they implied it you know um i don't know if they called it by name but they implied it i'll have to google it a little bit later um but anyway so the bankrupt idealist you know and so again in a in the aa one they sort of talk about you know this extraordinary vision right and they're, and then they say, yeah, but alcoholics are notorious for being bankrupt idealists, like, you know,
1: or grandiose, grandiose, yeah, i going to save the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then they tell the story of the public relations director, you mm-hmm. know, um, this guy getting, getting offered a job at uh, a very large, uh, liquor company. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that I. And spoiler alert: uh, he decides not to take the job, but you
2: know. although legally he could take it, that was
0: legally he could take it. Yeah,
2: yeah, but that was another example of AA had to come first.
0: Yeah, his sobriety.
2: Yeah, his sobriety had to come first, above all else. Yeah. So, but I, I you have, know, the program thing, you know the The marketing they were going to use was that you should basically drink responsibly and hard drinkers ought to slow down I thought that was interesting like <laughs> nah, it seems to me hard drinkers probably not call too so I thought that was interesting
1: Megan you were going to say
2: something oh
1: just I always find the placement of the stor- story is really interesting because I would think that this story I mean, yes, having an AA member representing AA implies endorsement, but I think it's also like a story about anonymity and that the individual yeah. person would have had to break their anonymity um, Yeah. to, you know, uh, yeah. endorse. And yeah, it, 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 I guess the part that is question that I have it's like well if an individual person decided to do that because this tradition to me it is more more than other traditions is at the organizational level rather than the individual level but the story is about an individual so I thought that
0: but what's interesting hmm. is is that so for people who haven't read it Um, this gentleman who has sobriety, a liquor company, um, you know, wants to make him a public relations director, but specifically him because he's part of AA. And so it's sort of like a way to connect their company, their liquor company with Alcoholics Anonymous. So, I think this was in the chapter where it's like, they're like, look, you as a person are more than welcome to take the job. But if you break your anonymity, which we can't force you not to do, if you do that, then it is implied that all of AA supports your opinion when you speak for this company. And Mm -hmm. so if I recall, they didn't tell him like, you can't do it. They just said, this is what's going to happen, you know? And I think they talk about the dry and the wet, you know, it's going to become
1: that
0: and kind of letting him know that you're jeopardizing and that that's why they want you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so that you sort of come with AA.
1: Yeah. And then I guess the part, uh, that I thought interesting about the speaker like he talked about how he ran a drug and alcohol treatment program and part of the 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 reason why he got that job was because he was in recovery and I guess the nuance there is the breaking your anonymity and endorsing an outside cause or making it seem like AA endorses an outside cause. That's why that story is there.
0: And I also want to hold that thought because we actually get to that again in the OA story. So let's put mm. it in that, you know. So Alice, do you have anything more to say on the AA?
2: Um, well, not, it's more about the speaker that his you know, he ends with, you know, he talks about service and how important it is to be of service to the program to carry the message. This is why we're here, primary purpose, all that. That you know, he comes from an area where um you ask someone to do something and the guy <laughs> and response is, oh, I did that last year. You know, like <laughs> I've done my part. And uh it's um it's kind of a tangent on the tradition, but um, I've, I've run into that where, you know, I did my, I did my service when I was younger, I don't need to do any more now. And that's, that doesn't work for me, for my personal program. I have to stay involved and stay connected to stay sober. So.
0: Before we move on to Alanon, I also, even though I kind of said this, I was really struck by the first paragraph when they used the phrase, we felt, quote, duty bound. And the reason why that kind of struck me is because, you know, back in the day, you know, it was mostly these, you know, upper class, you know, middle to upper class white men who were very entitled. And so I could see how, you know, in working their program, they would think like, I now, I'm sober now and I need to make up, you know, they probably wouldn't say this word, karmically for all the damage, you know, that we've created. And, and also that alcoholics in general have created so much damage. So AA should get behind anything that makes the world a better place. That was something that, um, that was a thought I hadn't, you know, I was like, wow that just that phrase um, felt duty bound, you know, so. Megan, any final thoughts on the AA?
1: What do I wanna say about that and not be rude? <laughs>
0: no, go ahead. We talk um, just for our our you know 10 listeners, we talk yeah, for sure. the podcast I, about
1: how we get yeah. to, this is just us talking. I mean what I hear is just like a lot of uh privilege, I, I guess and yeah. grandiosity of like, well, now let's let's do everything and, yeah. and um yeah, I'll just say I'm I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> this <tradition>. <laughs> <laughs> that this tradition was like whoa there
0: cowboy you
1: know let's,
0: let's right or
1: it. yeah he said something in the podcast and i don't know if it was in the reading or not i can't remember but like um you know alcoholics will will face no prison time or something like that and i was thinking like you know that's what like what happens anyway, like the disproportionate (laughs) sentencing between like alcoholism and drug because of the disproportionate. Yeah. Like I was just thinking about that part annoyed me. And of course the talk was from like 1998. So it's a different time, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But not that different, but different. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to
0: Al-Anon, once again, I was struck that Al-Anon adds the phrase about you know always cooperating with AA, and I think that it was a good thing to add because um, I could see you know a lot of black and white thinking that if it says we should not endorse anything, that would then give Al Anon you know the excuse to like not in any way. Affiliate, not excuse, but it would. I could see people sort of saying, "Well, we can't affiliate with AA because that's an endorsement." And so I could see in this instance, um, adding the line that uh, Al Anon should always cooperate with AA. So, Alice, what do you did you have any thoughts on on that?
2: Yeah, that the speaker talks about how AA cooperates but does not affiliate. So I was, I guess, after listening to that, I wasn't surprised that Al-Anon included that. Yeah. The cooperate thing, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
0: also I'm always struck that Al-Anon twice now has specifically added a sentence because all other programs just copy it verbatim, except they change the name of the whatever 12-step it is. But Al-Anon has actually added um, twice now a sentence in the in addition, saying something about, like, we need to preserve our relationship to AA. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Megan, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks to the nuance of, of the Al-Anon program, like, Tradition 5, we talked about this last time, is all about, like, focus on yourself and your own program, and that's how you work on this tradition, and then the Tradition 6 is um, and and we should always cooperate with AA like there's just so much right nuance here and there's a sentence um in the Al-Anon book that says uh the point is to greatly graciously support the AA program well wh- wh- when we can while still maintaining our own distinct identity and I think that's just like a good a good summary of Al-Anon principles in general it's like you support the alcoholic and you maintain your own distinct identity.
0: Alice, do you have any? Nope. Well, the thing that I hear is um back in the day, you know, divorce was not an option. So, mm. you know, there was a lot of implied, you know you need to learn how to stay in relationship to the alcoholic and 99% of the time the alcoholic was your spouse. Right. And so, um, I just kind of notice, uh, that those, you know, traditions were really written where Alan was a group of wives, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just very aware of the origin of the traditions and what was going on at the time and what really Alanon was was the wives in in the kitchen with Lois and um Ann Smith, I think was her name, Dr. Bob's wife. I'm not sure about that, so don't quote me. Google it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> what about uh the actual uh writing of the tradition. Like I thought it was interesting that it really seemed to talk mostly about
1: keeping it simple. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. What did keeping you keep it simple? Yeah. And then there's the last paragraph which says tradition six can also benefit us when applied personally. It reminds us to keep our serenity and spirituality as our first priorities. Rather than losing our focus with other distinctions, we learn to put first things first. And I just, I thought that was interesting because the other traditions in the other book are so much about like organizational sort of peace and unity at a higher level. And they brought it down to like how it applies uh, to us
0: personally. Yeah. To
1: us personally. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: defining God as a higher power um, that was in there somewhere too. I don't know if you have the Al-Anon book, um, Alice, That Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. So what did you think of... Did you read the Tradition 6 in the Al-Anon book?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't... Uh, I didn't end up highlighting anything, so...
0: Yeah. I was really kind of struck... Um, and I, you know, how you read things and it's like, did they put that in there? You know, you're like, (laughs) this wasn't in there the last time talking about the sale of trinkets of coins, you know, and that that's, you know, that there are some people that are like, that's an endorsement. We don't, you know, if you want to do that on your own time, that's fine. And I just thought like, again, you know, the different times, because now, you know, it's kind of a given that you can, sometimes with literature, people buy coins, but at the time it was like, you know, we don't necessarily endorse that, endorse having trinkets to mark time, but that was kind of really interesting. And also the chapter is, you know, you leaving your other 12-step hats outside of Al-Anon. So...
1: Yeah I thought that was really interesting the speaker mentioned that it's a tradition violation to basically say anything besides a meeting is a AA dance or an AA Mm -hmm. event which I guess does make sense um yeah I guess it makes sense but I wouldn't like I have seen that happen not as much in oa but like i know Alanon does a lot of events aca does a lot of like outside type things that aren't necessarily like a meeting or con- a convention
0: alice do you have any our region one representative
2: yeah, yeah there it seems like our inner group had a halloween dance once and that that's the kind of thing they're talking about right that's not yeah, like it's a, like a dancer, social day
1: at a park, like a social thing that yeah. indoor endorsing uh, those types of events are uh, is an endorsement. Well, yeah.
0: um, when the Portland area women's roundup happened, the very first one, I happened to crazily coincidentally be involved in that. And it was that was where I learned that. It's actually not, so it was an AA thing, and yet you couldn't, it's not an AA thing. Like you couldn't say, it was a weird thing. Like, so for example, part of what happened was, um, you know, of course it's being advertised to the entire community, and there's a schedule being advertised. And so people thought that they could come for free during the meetings because they were AA meetings. Mm. And it's like, no, you had to pay um, for because it actually wasn't an AA event. It was a separate,
1: I mean, it was like, I still don't quite understand how... Actually, here's wow. the thing you could talk about that relates to the Al-Anon thing. So, you know, the the uh, Father Tom talks that you yeah. And mm-hmm. then I, I remember when you sent them to me, I was like, how do they have one person talking for five hours at yeah. an Al-Anon event? And then you said, it's not an Al-Anon event. And right. that's how, <laughs> that's how- <laughs> and yeah. it, but all he's talking about is Al-Anon. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I know. I guess that's an interesting, um, yeah. what's, I guess, what's the nuance then of that, of that type of. Of event. I know. It be interesting. I know. Exactly.
0: Like, I don't, you know, and that's why. So, Alice, when, okay, I get with OA, the Region One convention, like the mm-hmm. first week is a business meeting, right? So, that makes sense. So, then how do they? Or do you know how they sort of package the um, weekend convention that happens? Oh, you mean assembly convention? Yeah, because there's, oh. you know, for people who don't know, um, when we have our Region 1 convention, what happens before it is actually all the business.
2: Mm-hmm. When we're in person, since we've when been it, virtual in the person. last two. Yeah, that's this true. This was when recorded it, on the edge of the pandemic for yeah, those of you who don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So you would so in person they would have like business so that makes mm-hmm. sense, right it's oh a business meeting people are going, but then the weekend was the convention so right I don't know you know I suppose that's I don't know how it's different yeah if anybody knows call me and we'll do a podcast on like
1: yeah I guess the di- well this is a good discussion for this tradition it just I guess it's like. Well, if you want to organize your own talks that are like Al-Anon themed or whatever, you are perfectly able to do that. But Al-Anon or OA or whatever is not going to endorse those talks. Like you can do whatever you want with it.
0: Well, this also comes down to for people who've been around long enough um, recently, Alice, you can speak to this. People were asked to... Uh, changed the name of their group. Alice, you want to talk about that?
2: In a way, remember? No. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'll talk <laughs> about it, but I need a little more information. So <laughs> oh, I can... they were they... asked to change the name of their group.
0: So uh, around these endorsements. So the um, let me make a, a link in the conversation. So we're okay. talking about um, these conventions, these things that happen for people who don't know, like, you know, father tom i went to go see one of his workshops then when he was here and it was at the grotto which for people who don't know is a beautiful catholic sanctuary type thing a lot of meetings happen in church basements because number one it's super friggin cheap and number two, you know, it's a spirituality program. You know, trying to get people to believe in some form of God or higher power, and so the church kind of gets behind that and gets behind sobriety and everything like that. But that's again a really okay. tenuous relationship. So right. once upon a time, like the Monday night meeting was was called the Bethany you know, Friday night, the Friday night was the Bethany Friday night. There were other ones, the St. Luke's Wednesday night meeting. I mean,
2: it was just St. Barnabas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. St. Barnabas. Yeah. So when
2: we were meeting in person, that was a way for you to know where the meeting was like shorthand. Right. But then when we went virtual,
0: well, this was before we went virtual. Oh, it was before. yeah, Yeah. There was before we went virtual. I remember um, yeah do you remember like yeah okay yeah so someone the, brought up go ahead megan yeah
1: it was to rename the names of the meetings so the name of the meeting did not include the, the place name because if you say oh this is the the Bethany lutheran oa meeting that implies an endorsement of that right. or the kaiser Church. sunday yeah. affiliation yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. the affiliation
0: and so people you know so many meetings and you know i was behind it i was like oh i hadn't even thought of that you know like Mm -hmm. oh this implied endorsement and uh so anyway Um, so it it, it
2: actually for most of it was uh you know the meetings got to get together and and think about what do we want to represent to the newcomer Based on our what our meeting is called, right? So we have, um, like, I will um, if I have a choice between meetings. If I see that one's A B, then I will go. Right. right? Right. But but the, you know, like a step study or um, oh, no, I can't remember what some of the names are that I go to. One, I think one of is sure, Wheel of Recovery.
0: Sure, you know.
2: Yes. Green yeah green shag yeah that that's awesome. a great name that's an awesome yeah. name.
0: <laughs> green shag serenity seekers actually oh there you go yeah because we had two we had green shag and then we had serenity seekers and it was pretty evenly split hmm. and so we merged it and everyone loved it excellent yeah but um god there was something else around oh so just to sort of finish that part of the conversation is it's really hard to convince someone that 12-step is not a religious program when they're looking at a schedule Mm -hmm. and it's saint Luke's saint barnabas saint whatever it's like oh bethany lutheran unity church you know so um i was really behind that so moving on to our well we're into our oa I thought the um, hospital story was um, kind of interesting. Does anyone wanna, Alice, do you remember that story? I'm looking, I'm looking. About how there were members who came out of the hospital and so they were.
2: Oh, the treatment? Yeah. Yeah, Um, I can really relate to that one. You can. Uh,
0: you need some audio time here, Alice. So
2: oh, okay. why don't you tell the story? <laughs> um, so this was the eating disorder one, right? Yeah, yeah. Once again, I didn't highlight it. Um, so the um, people were coming out of treat this treatment and going into OA and then it, they started speaking in their shares about the specific treatment center and to a newcomer, it would, it would uh, start sounding like OA had an affiliation with it. <clears throat> and that like, the way you need to recover is to go to this treatment center. And um, that's, you know, a break of the tradition, especially if, um, you know, this is, the reason that in my personal experience, the reason we go from a treatment center to OA is because, There's no. I did not find any lasting recovery. It it was more like a, like the old AA detox center, right, where you just you 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 get yourself out of your environment, you get yourself set on this on a path, but to maintain that path, to me is where OA came in, in and you know the solution and the steps. But um, I have experienced this in the past where. this meeting kind of lost sight of its primary purpose and just, you know, it was a speaker meeting and they had, we had some really strong AV recovery speakers and then the new speaker person, um, just anybody in the room can speak. And this woman was um, this, this particular person had been in treatment was attending meetings and seeing a therapist no sponsor, no 12-step recovery, you know. And there was a woman in the meeting who who desperately needed to hear hope. And she shared after this woman had shared. And it was really moving to me. And it changed the whole, um, we were were reminded of our primary purpose. And that to me, this is the reason that there are um, requirements to speak it. At certain meetings for you know we decided that you need to be working the steps and have a sponsor and you know to share because so, you can't give away what you don't have kind of thing yeah
0: but, um, but there's some qualifications uh for some meetings to be a speaker
2: yeah so. but i was it was um it was early in my recovery and I felt the same way this woman did. And, and the day that I walked into the meeting, I was not in a place where, you know, I, I was depending on a strong speaker where this woman was. And I, and, and I had seen her at the meetings many times. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's life, right? Where you, you can be really spiritually strong in your recovery. And then you kind of slip back a bit and you need to be reminded that there's a solution, that, the, that there's hope. Mm -hmm. and and that um and the importance of um it's funny because the speaker talked about he read something and then he went on to something else and then he was reading he said some of this is going to be um repetitive but so is how it works and we all need to hear that right so that laughing that Mm -hmm. we need to be reminded um that there's a reason that we have a format so that I can walk into any room and I can hear the solution Mm
0: -hmm. so Megan do you have any any thoughts
2: on this tradition
1: in general or yeah or or, you know the anything um, yeah I mean I thought the again the difference between like the AA and the OA book is like in AA it was like we have We have found the miracle. We're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to spread this, you know, far and wide. We're gonna get involved in politics. It's gonna be great. And then the uh, OA twelve and twelve is sort of the opposite of like there are many um, ways to help suffering compulsive overeaters. We get offers all the time for cookbooks and diet clubs and uh, oh, right. diet and that. all that yeah. stuff. Um, and I thought that one line was really interesting like it talks about how there's a there's a whole bunch of literature for compulsive overeaters there's 12-step ministries there's counselors there's retreats there's therapy groups all of which might borrow the name of OA but OA still doesn't endorse them and it says one crucial difference between these OA groups is that while many of them are based on the 12 steps, they don't govern themselves according to the 12 traditions. And it's like, oh yeah, just that reminder of like, what is different about what we are doing here is that it is governed by the steps and the traditions. Exactly. And once you, you know, it's fine if you want to have a therapy group like yeah based on the 12 steps, but like, then you're once you bring money into it and all those other things and make it a business. It's not, it's not actually, you know, an OA approved group anymore. Yeah. Mm. So this so, uh,
0: to the, the hospital thing, you know, again, for the listeners, the subtlety of, you know, of course it'd be better if you just read the chapter, but the, the tension around the treatment center, the treatment facility that happened with the group is that, and I this actually the Wednesday night um, at the dry dock, women's body image and sexuality it was very similar um, where this, this particular OA meeting like was so closely to, I don't know if it was just close by or they were mandated to go. And so then when they would get recovery um, and you know, working the 12 steps or doing 12 step, when they would go to tell their story, um, they would talk about the treatment center and how much it helped them. And so, you know, there were people in the meeting going like, hey, you're breaking a tradition. And then the, the other people were going, This is my story. You know, this is what happened. And so I don't know, I can't remember the, again, you know, exactly how the story was told, but I think that um, if, if I had time to think about it or study it like we do now and someone asked me, you know, what do you think about that? I think that I would say you know, why don't you have the speaker say, I had a really good experience at this treatment center. If you have questions about that, you can ask me after the meeting, but here I'm gonna focus on my experience in OA. So, you know, meaning that I'm at an OA meeting, you know, I can in one sentence reference that I came out of a treatment center and thank God I did, and now I'm in an oA meeting, and I need to speak about my o a experience and how twelve step has saved
2: my life.
0: Alice, do you have any thoughts?
2: Oh uh, yeah, so i i uh so like I said, treatment was part of my story um, and I didn't find a solution there, so that's what I focus on that that yes i I was, I was actually inpatient for suicide, not for my eating disorder. There happened to be an eating disorder unit there. I'm guessing not coincidentally, that's where I was sent, but, um, but yeah, a year later I was going to, you know, their support group meeting and there was no recovery there. And I remembered going to an OA meeting while I was in hospital also. Right. And, uh, so yeah, so I, uh, that's the part of the story that I share is that no one had a solution. And then I remembered this meeting I went to. And so I found one in my area and started going. And that's when things started changing. And um, I have actually tried um, uh, not to refer someone, but um, you know, like in the, there are a lot of treatment centers that we refer or I don't treatment centers, but um, like therapists that will refer people away, like -hmm. you should go try away. Right. And, and I have um, suggested that a person needed outside help to get into recovery Mm -hmm. and without endorsing any particular place, just trying to encourage, you know, it, the, like I said before, to get, get you out of your day-to-day situation where you think nothing can change and, and all of the problems of the world of, you know, are taken away and you, you're kind of have to deal with, right. Mm-hmm. Cause then, especially when you're in the deep, deep grips of anorexia, it's a difficult in my opinion, mm-hmm. cycle to break on your own. And that's, you know, I ex- I was sharing my experience and trying, um, you know, saying that sometimes we need outside help, and that's not um, frowned uh, frowned upon, or you know. Oh, no, not at all. Right? Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not your therapist. I'm I'm Mike's. Ex- I am here to share my experience, strength, and hope as your sponsor. Right. And I, I, and in early in my recovery, there was someone who was very strong recovery, very, you know, I thought excellent sponsor who gave the same. It was, a, it wasn't any sort of issue, but she said, you know what, I've, the program right now is giving you all it can. You need outside help. And she ended up going into uh, treatment for her depression. You know, it's it's um, sometimes that's where our journey takes us. And I think it's an important piece that people, especially begin uh, newcomers, need to hear. Is that the solution is in the steps and some of us need additional outside help, right? And that's not your sponsor's job, right? To give you that outside help. Yeah. So
0: Megan, your thoughts? on the treatment OA specifically?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the difference is like, I I think all of the literature says like, yeah, or maybe the AA doesn't say it, but anyway, like everyone is welcome to get whatever outside help they want as an individual. The difference is that there are no official OA treatment centers or AA treatment centers or Al-Anon treatment centers like that, that OA is not going to lend its name to an outside enterprise. And it's kind of, it's it's different on an organizational level than it is on a individual level. Like as individuals, we are allowed to um, pursue you know, whatever. Uh, it's not a 12 step, but you're allowed, allowed to pursue right. whatever you want. So I think that's just like an important distinction.
0: Well, I'm really, it's interesting where our conversation has taken us because I I actually do have experience um, as a sponsor and as a trudge buddy uh, with the relationship between OA and a treatment facility. But before I go, so just to circle back a few minutes ago, I was talking about that uh, at the dry dock, the marina dock, the Wednesday
1: night. um, Meeting in San Francisco for people who don't know.
0: Yeah, meeting in San Francisco, (laughs) women's body image and sexuality every Wednesday, it would be, you know, women, there'd be like three of us that lived in San Francisco and like, you know, five to eight, you know, women from this treatment facility. And, um, so, you know, and they were mandated to go to that meeting, Hmm. but, um, but anyway, but what I wanted to talk about since we wandered onto this topic is, uh, my litter mate, uh, who I will keep anonymous. Um, You know, when we kind of came together, uh, she had already been in AA and and her eating disorder was really not doing well. And she had had experience. She had already gone to two very expensive treatment facilities. She'd paid a lot of money. And and then she found um, through really divine grace, A treatment facility in Florida that was completely 12 step based and it's called milestones in case anyone's interested and it was. Literally like one sixth because I don't want to say a number because i'll date myself, it was one sixth of the cost and she went there, because the cost of flying to Florida even with the cost was still so much less. And then, um, and it was great, you know, and she came back because it was, it's probably more popular now, but you know, in 2000 to go to a treatment facility where the whole facility is like 12 step is going to keep you alive. We'll keep you here. We'll teach you everything. Kind of like what, you know, um, Alice was talking, we'll help you detox you know from you know whatever it is you need but we're going to actually help you build the muscle of like going to meetings getting a sponsor i mean it was just mandated so that when they left it was just and i think that's why it worked so successfully for my friend and then sure enough as a sponsor right or wrong i had a sponsee who you know, could not get, now I didn't mandate that she go, but we did get to a place where it was, she could not stop eating. She could not stop. And she'd been in the rooms for like three years and not casually. And so I said, well, you know, there's, there's this treatment facility, you know, and And it was in its way, it was a huge success. Now that didn't stop her from relapse, nor did it stop my friend from relapse. Eventually relapse was part of their story, but getting back on the horse was also part of their story. Relapse is part of my story. So, um, before, and I want to throw this out to you guys. So we have this, like this one treatment center that I know of milestones where, They're like, OA doesn't endorse milestones. It's a one-way relationship. Milestones endorses OA and ABA, big on both of those, right? Now, I don't know if this is true. I don't know how much of this is true, but Janine Roth is a big name in eating disorders and compulsive, she's written many books. And I have been told I don't know her personally, so I haven't called her and asked her, that she's actually in OA and, but she doesn't want to break her anonymity, you know, out of respect for OA. Like she's trying to work the same, you know, the same program. And so when I found that out, I was like, I don't know, I felt like that's false advertising <laughs> you know what i mean but anyway what do you have you guys ever thought of that or you know anything i've said about the treatment facility or the janine
1: roth and i mean i think what you said about it just being a one-way street is mm-hmm. really important like we can like treatment centers can endorse 12-step programs but it does not work the other way around mm-hmm. um i think that's an important distinction and I have read a couple of Janine Roth's books. Is that false advertising? I don't know. I think that um, if people get well just from yeah. books, although I should tell, I, I think the first one I read was when I was like 21 and deep in my eating disorder. I did not get well from that. But that was one <laughs> of my many other uh, other solutions. Um, and I feel like with her work, it is it, it's sort of like a yes and yeah. for OA. It feels like like she's adding a lot um to it that we don't necessarily that isn't necessarily in the literature. And again, this is like, okay, Janine Roth can endorse OA, but OA is not gonna endorse her. But like she's not, Warner she's Street. not, she doesn't, you she does know. She's not endorsing it because she's she's paying attention to the 12th tradition.
0: But Alice, do you have any thoughts? Have you ever read any Janine Roth?
2: I had to look her up, but yes, now that I see who she is. Uh, So um, this, this is interesting because I think what you're saying is that she is using her OA experience in writing a book, leaving OA out of it, but then benefiting from that. Like
0: well, I don't think she's doing it maliciously at all. So let me break it down on a personal level. Okay. If I if I didn't say this to you, Megan, I probably implied it. But in the beginning, when I started to really sponsor, I would tell my sponsees, if you want what I have, uh I I go to therapy, I take um, meds, I do all this other work. I work like I was careful to say. I have a whole regime of mental health and 12 step. Like, I don't just go to meetings because I thought that's false advertising. And also, I go to other 12 step meetings. So, I wanted to make sure that if they were looking at me and saying, I want the recovery that you have, I want, you know, I want to feel about food and my body and everything the way you do. I felt it was a lie. To say, oh, just go to OA, just do 12 step. I'm like, that's not what I do. So Mm -hmm. if I tell you that, I'm misrepresenting myself. So I think that, you know, let's just assume it's true just for the sake of argument. And, you know, knowing that we don't actually know that this, you know, urban legend is that Janine Roth goes to 12 step. I don't think she's maliciously. Denying, you know what I mean, that she goes to 12 step. I think that by people not knowing that she goes to 12 step, they're reading her books as if all I have to do is this, and then I will get the freedom from food that she has. Hmm. And I think it's false advertising.
1: I see something for your fourth step inventory. It's been, I have, it's been on it uh, you know
2: yeah I have that same feeling though when I um, I when I tell my story and I realize that I haven't mentioned the outside help right it doesn't always come up then then I'm thinking ooh, you know right I get that little ping but so then the next time I try to make sure that
0: yeah exactly. that
2: you know I've you know because be, oh your story is so inspiring like you just worked the steps and now you love your parents I'm like well that's not like kind of not really how it happened you know
0: well that's why I talk about you know I work really hard on causes and conditions I just kind of sum it up like that way you know the big book talks about causes and conditions and I work really hard on that stuff yeah you know, so yeah me too it's an and statement not an or hmm. but um yeah. Any final thoughts on anything that we've touched on? Treatment centers, um, uh, body image gurus.
2: Um, yeah. That. That. Uh, I mean, part of the the tradition is um, like the speaker brings up how he went to an, an AA meeting and a guy set up an Amway table. Right. Oh my
0: God. Yeah.
2: Like I remember reading that that you you give up all thoughts and ambitions of making money off of your fellow AA people your fellow OA people right and um and so that's kind of maybe more part of that is coming with the Janine Roth thing is that um there was someone that um I was in program with a long time ago and. That issue came up because he was wanting to start this you know, support group without any kind of professional training based on his what he can give you as a sponsor. Mm. But he wanted people to pay. He wanted to make his living doing that. He wanted people to pay for it. Wow. And he said, I'm going to invite my sponsors, sponsees, but I let them know that what, they, they don't have to come because they're going to get this for free. And I'm like, I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You know, and it's and, and I went and I read at the time we only had the AA 12 and 12. And it, you know, yeah. very clearly says in there that you don't yeah, do that. So and I, you know, I I I volunteer for several nonprofits and have tried to like generate income for them. And I'm and they're like, oh, just ask all your friends and family. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all of my people are in OA. <laughs> so I'm like, that's, that's not yeah. going to work for me. You know, when am I supposed to pull, pull you to the side? By the way, if you're really interested in this, ask me after the meeting. I'm like, that is, yeah. no, that's an outside issue. You can't do that. So
0: didn't someone like take the phone list? I urban legend, or this actually happened. I think it actually happened, but someone took one of the OA phone lists and
1: Start I think it's people. in some of the readings somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Someone took a phone list and started making sales calls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It's one of the readings, you know,
0: um, yeah. but anyway. All right. So wrapping this up, this has been another great conversation. I'm so grateful to you both. Um, and we are halfway done. It is amazing. Woo-hoo. Amazing. So um, I'm going to start recording and, you know, hopefully we'll be doing Tradition 7 soon.